0: Welcome to episode 389 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fan's weekly podcast of many topics, and uh, listeners, Halloween is only a few days away. I went and bought an irresponsible number of Kasugai gummies. I'm going to find my old vampire cape for a low effort outfit. And uh, I'm going to you know, wait for na- neighborhood children to nervously knock on the weird, like, shut in dude's door. But uh, we're not talking about my Halloween plans for this episode. We are going to talk about our favorite RPG costumes. This is the season for dressing up and for dressing other people up. Uh, I-, I say that knowing that my two panelists here are the fathers of young children. But we're going to talk about that in an RPG context. But first, let's introduce the panelists, starting with Wes Eiland. Hey, everybody. And Jimmy Turner. Hello. Wes and Jimmy, just like I alluded to, uh, we are going to have a costume party today. Uh, RPGs often give uh, players an opportunity for some kind of self-customization. Like, a lot of the time, you can choose what armor you equip. What weapons you equip, what skills you uh, you use, and, and that's one thing that sets RPGs ap- apart from other genres. But this is not a genre discussion, I promise. Um, but a lot of RPGs allow for player customization of what clothes you wear. Sometimes the armor you choose is represented on the on the screen, um, but sometimes it, it's much sillier than that. Sometimes you can just like dress up your characters as a joke or find a hidden costume that just changes your appearance on the field. Um, And, and, and that, and and there's some weird value to that because I, I mean, all three of us grew up playing RPGs of the eight bit and or 16 bit era and what it wasn't very present then. So when you start seeing visual representation of your costume choices in the actual game, it it was a powerful, it's a powerful moment, or at least it was for me. Would would you, uh, would you guys agree? Starting with you, Wes? Yeah, absolutely. That's
1: honestly, almost table stakes for me in an RPG is at least like, Seeing the weapon represented changing, but anytime I have a game where you know my equipment's going to be reflected or I can get a new costume through a side quest, it's almost guaranteed that I'm going to give that game a little
0: bit more time than I would have given it otherwise. Jimmy, same to you. What, what kind of uh, 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 what was one of the early times you noticed visual interest in uh, the choices you made in an RPG?
2: Um, going all the way back probably to. Like PS One era, um, the first, the first time I actually remember being really invested in, um, like a, a costume look was actually a non RPG. It was Metal Gear Solid, and it was the, um, the tuxedo, yes, um, that you get. Um, that was the first uh, really being super invested in, you know, getting that specific costume for what it did for you and stuff
0: excellent and and see like even if there is gameplay uh meaning like what armor you're equipping or no gameplay meaning and it's just a visual choice it it uh it it really does um seem huge i think maybe especially if you grew up with rpgs that didn't do that and then saw rpgs start to do that and i don't mean to totally ignore uh Western RPGs, like if I'm thinking of 90s JRPGs, I know that games like the Elder Scrolls series were doing some remarkable things with visual choices and and costumes at the time. But this this isn't necessarily about just your player character changing outfits, because I mean, I've put hundreds of hours, if not thousands, into Monster Hunter games, and those games are practically Fashion Hunter by the uh, by the end. But I, I'm more here for like interesting individual character options, kind of like solid snake changing into the tuxedo in Metal Gear Solid. Wes, do you have a uh, an early ish example of an RPG with uh, meaningful costume changes to you? Absolutely. You know, I could talk about this series in regards to costume
1: changes forever, but the Tales of series has always been like the de facto costumes matter in this game. Uh uh kind of series to me and tales of symphonia was the first one i played that really had that part and parcel where you'd go and you do side quests and those side quests would give you costumes that were somewhat related to those side quests like there would be a story implication as to why you got that costume which means that every time you put on that costume you had a little bit of a of a story to tell with it you knew oh this is because i did this thing that i got this costume it kind of reminds you of a chunk of the game that you played um, not to mention some of the costumes were just straight up cooler than your default outfit, so why wouldn't you?
0: Oh, I have exactly the same feelings about Tales of Games. Um, I, I think if you buy all of the costume DLC in the 360 version of Tales of Vesperia, it sets you back something like 100 bucks, which is maybe more acceptable nowadays but seemed it, it seems completely insane in 2008 or whatever whenever oh, that I still happened. I don't think it's acceptable. I get angry yeah. at Tales
1: DLC, <laughs> but that's a whole another conversation. Yeah, it,
0: it, it, can, it can be upsetting. Um but and but I remember uh, just a couple tales examples um, thrown out into the wind. I remember that as a pre-order bonus for Tales of Axilia, you get a uh Kles costume for I I hope I'm not mixing these up. A Kles costume for Milia and a Stan costume for Jude that that when you equip them, uh, it plays the battle themes from Tales of Fantasia or Tales of Destiny in battle, which is just and, amazing. And and uh, and the Namco games, a lot of them will have uh, throwback costumes to either previous Tales characters or, or other Namco characters. Like, I think they're by law required to have one of their short or child characters dressed up as Klonoa in in a game, <laughs> <laughs> at, at least since Tales of Vesperia, maybe earlier. And uh, and sometimes there is themed costumes. I did buy the uh pirate set for tales of berseria when i played that for the first time it w- would have been i'm not sure 2019 or 2020 i think and uh, and i did it partially because i mean i love pirate nonsense so that was uh that was fun at that level but i just thought it looked straight up better for roughly half of the cast <laughs> like l- like like i mean velvet's costume is a torn half dressed mess so you you bet your butt i put i put her in like a pirate captain trench coat and stuff it was it's, it's awesome uh uh jimmy have you played many tales games or, or tried their costumes
2: yeah that was one of my go-tos also um as the examples i was going to use that that one definitely is almost synonymous with um you know costume changes um symphonia was the first one i played um symphonia and vesperia are the two my two favorites so going all the way back to those <sighs> fellow vesperia head i'm very happy
0: about oh this. yeah I, I, my first one was Fantasia, but I think my favorite is Vesperia. I, uh, that one was, uh, was, was real huge for me. It, 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 I played that. I feel like at exactly the right time to enjoy it to its fullest. That was one of those that
1: I got to play in multiplayer through the whole thing as well, which defines the Tales series almost as much as costumes to me.
0: Yeah. I, uh, when I replayed that for the podcast some years ago, that was on the definitive edition that came out mm. uh, a little bit earlier um and i think i played that uh oh shoot was it i'm not i don't. I think it was on ps4 but the uh but yeah the original 360 version i did play that partially with friends partially alone but it's um it, it's one of the good ones for sure although I, I didn't do a ton of costume stuff in vesperia at the time uh it, it wasn't even my 360 that i used to play it on but um for tales games after that I definitely indulge in some costume shopping. I think we're getting some more costumes for Tales of Arise soon with that with DLC, DLC episode yeah. that's that's coming out. And I'm like I don't know if I will or not, but you know, it's like, oh, I can I can uh I can dress this guy up as some Tales of uh as some Tales of Exilia, Tales of Vesperia people. Okay, all right. You have my attention, Namco. You know, maybe the closest
1: I got to buying costume DLC, I try to avoid it with the Tales games because I just feel so so heart-rended that they moved it out of being a reward in gameplay. Um, but Tales of Zestiria, one of my least favorite Tales games, has Evangelion costumes for the entire cast. Ha. Uh, and you can put everyone in plug suits and and that's one of the best crossover costumes I've seen basically in RPG history, I think. It's it's two very specific types of nerdery colliding exactly where I live. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, Namco also makes the Taiko no Tatsujin uh uh Taiko drumming rhythm games and you can play Cruel Angel's Thesis in that game. <laughs> I th- I think Nam- Namco must have the license to make Evangelion video games or something. But I mean you can also play Common Rider songs and Tales of uh, and uh Tales of songs in Taiko no Tatsujin. You have my attention. But yeah, I mean Namco are one of the kings of this. I mean they've had insane costume options even in the Soul Calibur and Tekken games at least uh Dating back to the PSV60 era, um, and and with you know as DLC became more normal, those uh, DLC options got way way more expensive. Um, but they're not the only culprit here. Uh, uh, is uh, Jimmy uh, West brought up tales tales of Have you ever spent money on DLC costumes? At, say in the last ten years? If you'd asked me ten years ago,
2: I would have sworn I would be the guy that would have never spent money on DLC costumes. And I have spent DLC money on costume packs for Fire Emblem Engage and Fire Emblem Three Houses. So um, it it counts. Yeah. Now, I did play that with my wife and she definitely had some say in that. So I can always blame her and say um, that I was just doing it to please her. But I'm not. It's (laughs) I would be lying if you can blame
0: her here. She's uh, probably not going to listen. It's fine.
2: But yeah, those are the two uh, most recent ones that I've actually spent real money on.
0: I'm trying to think of uh, RPGs I've spent real money on costumes yeah. recently. Because if if we if we extend this to fighting games, then I I definitely have spent some money on costumes. Uh, for oh, let's say Street Fighter Four, uh, Dead or Alive Five, Last Round. Although not the costumes you're thinking for that one. Hmm. Oh well, you know uh, there have been. Uh, a lot of uh, Sega Atlas costumes that were yes. uh, th- that were made available for their uh, for their games in the 2010s. Um, I I think the costumes I have in Yakuza like a dragon were all in game, I think. But that was not the case for Persona 5 when that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Persona 4 Golden does not have costume DLC, but there's a bunch of ways to unlock costumes in that game. Uh, but Persona 5 was not the case. They, they had costume packs that were, like, a couple of them were free or cheap, but a couple of them were DLC only. And I, I definitely got the ones to dress up as um, Yasogami High School students or gekko High School students, which are Persona 4 and 3, respectively. Uh, but also, I, I think there were some Sega outfits and some, um, uh, and, and some uh, very silly in-game ones. I'm trying to think exactly the ones I got. I, I didn't get the Yakuza costumes in Persona Five, but I definitely got those um, Yasugami and gekko Khan high school ones. Although I think you can dress up uh, two characters as Kiryu and Majima. So if I ever replay Persona Five, Majima, I, I played that, that. That I mean, I, I played in, I played it in 2017 before my Yakuza fandom uh, uh, happened at all. So if I replayed it, I probably would want some like a dragon representation.
2: See, I was actually going to ask about Persona 5 because I'm actually playing it now, but I'm playing Royal. And Which comes with I some of never... like costume DLC. Yeah, so I didn't know how much of that was originally cost money or not. Um, but I've got all my characters running around in Christmas outfits because I'm that weird guy that starts listening to
0: Christmas music in August. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, hey, for me, it is Halloween season right now. The only Christmas songs al- that you're allowed to play in October are from The Nightmare Before Christmas. But, it, but it's uh, but on, on November first is fair game. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, give people grief about that. A, a lot of it was paid DLC at first in Persona Five. Um, I've I've only played the vanilla version and not Royal, so I can't make the comparison. But um, a, a lot of Persona games, like Persona Four Golden, has a lot of in-game costumes, none of which are DLC. And I think the Persona dancing games, um, there's a lot of in-game costume, and then like maybe a little bit of DLC. But a lot of the, a lot of the reason you play songs over and over in the persona dancing games is to unlock more costume dlc like i I, yes. I know the hatsune miku stuff is dlc in uh and and the adachi stuff is dlc in persona 4 dancing all night but uh but you can but but like the the the, the uh the featherman costumes aren't and and speaking of featherman oh man there are some great power rangers slash super sentai costumes across jrpgs um i think you have i think uh uh there's Featherman costumes in Persona four five gold uh, f- uh four four golden, five royal, and all the dancing games. Um but also uh if you guys have played Tales of the Abyss, which again oh, is, a, yes. is a is a P is a PS2 game that didn't really have DLC uh costumes at the time. But I think if you I think in New Game Plus you could unlock Abyss Man. Um, uh, uh, Super Sentai outfits in that game, which is just and so satisfying. It, it it it's great. I I love it every time. <laughs> but we don't, we don't need to make this only a Persona and Tales of episode. Even though I'm I'm perfectly capable of doing so.
1: It's it's easy because those are two that have just so much. Whether it's DLC or in game, back when Tales did all of their costumes in game, that was my heyday.
0: That was my happy time. <laughs> Oh, back before I had to spend money. I think it helps that they're very character-driven games. Like they're anime; those games are anime as hell, and they uh, and all of them will give you like between say six and ten characters, but also give you a lot of character face time, a lot of dialogue, and voiced dialogue. So that sort of gets you um a, a bit character fixated in a way that playing dress up is more fun. Absolutely. And I mean, I mentioned Monster Hunter. I, I like collecting armor and dressing up my character for Monster Hunter games. But if if a Monster Hunter game gave me eight characters with distinct personalities, I, pro- I, I would be more likely to buy DLC for them. <laughs> and uh, and then, I mean, I, I think Persona and Tales of and many other RPGs are guilty of this. But some character designs are explicitly to try to get people to buy statues of them. And, uh, you know, they, they're going after that uh that player that's more likely to buy merch, more likely to, to spend DLC, and give us characters that we kinda want to dress up. I mean, I'm 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 pre-ordering uh Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, not only because I want to play that game like, like it's you know, the, the like it's the antidote to something poisoning me, but I also want to <laughs> um I, I also want to get that uh pre-order DLC so I can dress up Ichiban in the linebacker job.
1: See, that's what always gets me is I don't spend money on many DLC costumes, but if they have pre-order bonuses or like a deluxe edition that's not too much more expensive and there are costumes involved, oh, they're going to get me. I mean, it's not an RPG, but Spider-Man just got me with that
0: that game. <laughs> there are so many cool costumes in in, in the Spider-Man game. Um oh, man. I've only I haven't played the new one. I've only played uh uh the 2018 one in Miles Morales, but I upgraded to the PS5 version. Of the uh, 2018 one, in part because uh, in part because you can do it with a new copy of Miles Morales and a PS5, but also because they add like 10 costumes or something to the old version. Yeah. And, and they do something that I love in that um, whenever you unlock a costume in the Spider-Man games, it, it gives you gameplay bonuses like it, each costume has a special bonus that it gives you, but you can equip whichever bonus you want and then equip the skin of whatever any costume you've unlocked. So so you can equip the bonus of a s of an ugly costume or a costume you don't like but then with the but then equip the appearance of a costume you do like it's 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 you know it's like an mmo glamour uh, or layer system that i think that i wish more games did for, uh frankly i find it dang near
1: essential um except for in like the completely different type of games versus you know in in one type of costume game, you have these costumes that you're earning and you're dressing up as, you know, other characters or somehow dressing up interesting. The other half is like that Monster Hunter or the Elder Scrolls or um, Dragon Quest IX, because I've been playing that lately, where it's just the equipment you find reflects on your character. Um, at which point I'm perfectly fine with this mismatched nightmare of an outfit because it,
0: it tells a story of where I'm at in the game and I find that so satisfying. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, I've said this many times. It's my favorite game of the 2010s, Dragon Quest XI has uh some armor of change your appearance and a lot of it's very sometimes it's very very powerful armor, but I think it wasn't until the S version, the sort of upgraded version that had your equipable armor and your layered appearance uh be separate entries on the menu. So even even though Jade's best equipment is that really cool like purple dress In the old version, you had to equip that purple dress for the best art for the best, you know, style and defense rating. But in the later one, you can equip that purple dress and and then go back to green jade or bunny jade if you want. (laughs) Because her default costume is too cool, and sometimes her default costume is real cool. It's really good. I forget the name of the of the purple outfit, but um, I think I think she has like Valkyrie armor that kind of looks like the shining uh, the. it kind of looks like, like 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 the shimmering armor that Jessica gets in Dragon Quest Eight, mm-hmm. but, the, but then she has like this purple, um, like sort of badass martial arts lady armor. That's that's her best in the game, and it looks good. But some, but I kind of, but when I was playing, it's like you know I kind of want to go back to Green Jade a little bit. But I, I think I think they give you the option in the updated version they if do. that makes sense. Okay, okay, good. Again, that, that, that's another one like Persona Five, one of my favorite RPGs from around that time. But I played it. So much the year it came out. I haven't replayed it yet. <laughs> Maybe twenty twenty four is the year. It's fine. I am in the middle of like my fourth replay right now. We're not talking about that. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, Jimmy, is there a uh, um, a game that you remember, like armor g- conveying a specific bonus, and you wishing there was a way to change how your character looked while keeping that bonus?
2: Um, not that I can think of offhand. Um, but speaking of the Spider Man games, I think that just. Super, well, just any comic superhero-based games, I think, are all pretty good at this. Like, the Arkham games, I get, you know, a lot of, you get a lot of options to change Batman's appearance in that. Um, Even Gotham Knights, I I actually played a lot of Gotham Knights, despite it getting really mixed I enjoyed it, too.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I like. it. Oh, Um, I haven't played that one. I I have played uh, uh, three of the first four Arkham games, but I haven't played Arkham Knights yeah, but and for I, I, me, I'm, I'm worried about uh, about Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Yeah, yeah it I seems justifiable. Too. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
2: But for me, it goes back to Ultimate Alliance was the first, um, yeah, like RPG comic based game that I really got into, and um, I I still remember going through just to collect uh, some of those alternate outfits for each hero. My favorite being Joe Fixit for the Hulk. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> classic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's... man,
0: the, the, those first two X-Men Legends games and and then Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 were really, really good ensemble superhero Marvel games. And they were I, I think they mostly predated what we think of as the Marvel modern cinematic universe. Yeah, They do. But 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 maybe MUA 2 was like just after it began. Uh, but yeah, like getting the Age of Apocalypse costumes in XML and XML 2 and um, and going to like classic '80s X Men blue and yellow uh, mm-hmm. for for those key characters, it, 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 it's great. And and like because superheroes naturally change costumes and and dress depending on their era or even depending on their storyline, they're natural candidates for that sort of thing. It's a uh, absolutely fabulous example to me. It, it's yeah. one of the most. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say my biggest knock actually with uh, Ultimate Alliance Three is that there are no real costume changes they're just, it, it's essentially just, you know, color, color changes to your, to your base outfits is all that it is. So it's like, uh, I don't really have anything to strive for here. Yeah. And and one of the best parts of a Marvel game, especially the RPGs is like,
1: I want to dress this character up like the version I grew up with or this version that I really liked out of the comics or this era. Um, they, they have a little bit of that in the more recent Marvel midnight Suns as well, where, um, you've got, like, four or five different costumes for each character, and uh, it's, it's really satisfying because you've seen those costumes elsewhere, and there's that little tickle of nostalgia, a little tickle of recognition that I think makes it almost, like, inherently more satisfying than any other costumes that I can think of.
2: Maybe that's just the comic book nerd in me talking. but I feel the same way, though. There's some really good outfits in that game.
0: I I very very recently obtained Marvel Ultimate Alliance three and Marvel's Midnight Suns on a sale. Uh, it was it was earlier this month in fact. So but but if you're telling me that Midnight Suns has satisfying costume changes and MUA three doesn't, well maybe I'm more likely to play one uh, before the other now. But you know but, but I don't want to totally knock uh, palette swaps because when I first played Seiken Setsu three. Uh, in the early two thousands, like probably like oh one or 02, Oh yes. When when you got your uh uh palette swaps from from class changing, that was a powerful moment to me because in, in part yeah. because I, I knew there was class changing in the game, but before I actually saw it for myself, I didn't know there was a color change associated with it too. There was nothing cooler at that point. Like yeah, because that's a nineteen ninety five game that I played in like two thousand one or so, but. It was a it was a total mind blow. It, it made me immediately want to replay the game with different characters and different job choices because, it, again, because every character technically has seven costumes in that game and you only get to see three of them in one run. And it's, a, yeah, it's huge. Even if it's just, you know, Angela going from purple hair to green hair.
1: <laughs> and the remake took that a step farther by giving you full unique costumes for each
0: job that you change into, making it even more tempting. It sure did. And everyone... <laughs> And they did the Spider-Man thing of um, you could equip the appearance of any costume that you've unlocked. So if you really like your starting look, you can equip the starting look through the entire game. And they also added two new jobs for every character upping, upping the number of costumes from seven to nine. And you bet your ass. I played that thing three times <laughs> and got the platinum trophy the month it came out <laughs> in 2020. Uh, I, 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 I would show you a screenshot from my PlayStation network if, if it was convenient, but uh yeah, like like that. That's a game that had some costume changes, but then modernized it in a way that made it much more satisfying. Like 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 Trials of Mana. I'm not going to defend that game as a modern masterpiece or anything, even though it's a, no joke. One of my favorite, like one of my ten favorite RPGs of all time. But the game. remake, the remake really did well by it. It's it, it modernized it in ways that made sense while keeping the soul of the game. And now. Uh, you can um, equip Reese and Angela in some truly risque, I hope your partner is not in the room outfits. (laughs) We're talking about games that we really, really like their costume options and costume choices. Is there a game that you already like, or uh, maybe you don't like it as much, but you wish it had some costume change? and, uh, and, and, And what kind of, I don't know, maybe it's an outfit you hate, or just a game that you love that you wish gave you more options? Uh, I, I have an answer for this, but I'd like to hear from um, either of you first.
1: You know, I've I've thought about this a lot, uh, and I think my number one answer um, is, is one of my old standby skies of Arcadia, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and it's specifically because of the world that they create. You have all of these different countries that feel very unique. The manner of dress from each country that you visit Is wholly unique. The NPCs look different. It's you play a lot of games where you travel the world, and there's kind of one default NPC no matter where you go in the world. Um, Dragon Quest, another one of my favorite series, does this in spades. But I would absolutely love in Skies of Arcadia to like be able to get the manner of dress of each country that you visit, and, and be able to kind of outfit yourself according with you know, the traditions of all of these different worlds you go visit because it kind of enhances it would ha- enhance that feeling of exploration you get out of that game. Um And I could I would just love costumes because I love the character designs already, and I'd love to see what they do with, you know, even more chances at variations on those that costume design that they already have going.
0: Yeah, and in that game, I mean, uh, we we did some episodes on a retro encounter a few years ago, but I wasn't on those, even though it's, it's also one of my favorite games, Wes. Um it really is sort of segmented like like you're doing oh, like, oh, here's the Nasser part of the uh, of the story. Here's the um, Iksataka part of the story. Like every time you sort of like ob- ob- obtained like defeated a Gigas, maybe if you got the dress of that nation, that would be extremely fun to play around with. You could kind of carry that place with you a little bit. Yeah. And and now I'm wondering, like, what would Iksataka and dress for Vice would look like? I mean, like, you know what I think about here? Um,
1: Rogue Galaxy kind of does this. Rogue Galaxy gives you a lot of very, like, world-based outfits that you can wear. And I think about the main character has kind of a jungle outfit, and it's it was one of my favorites. I had
0: it equipped, oh, like, boy. nonstop. <laughs> Good old Jaster Rogue. Jaster Rogue. Rogue. Man, the, that, and and you you also have a robot named Steve in that game. The Rogue Galaxy gets a, a nine and a half out of ten on the on ridiculous RPG names. It's, it's right up there with Edge Maverick. <laughs> it doesn't quite reach those heights, but it gets close. Edge Maverick is already like like if I if I had never heard of Star Ocean Four and was like writing a parody RPG and and was giving a ridiculous name to a teenage protagonist, I might have come up with Edge Maverick. Yeah, like nine times out of ten, that's gonna be. <laughs> what you come up with? Oh boy. Um, well, I, I said, I had an answer for this and, th- and this is a game that I, I love dearly and it has a lot of customization options with its gameplay, but not really any for appearance unless there's, there was some patch or something that I, uh, that I'm not aware of. But uh, Hades is Ooh. one of my, f- one of my favorite games of the last 10 years. And for all of the crazy su- setups and equipment you can give Zagreus, changing his appearance never is really one of them. And, I mean, I don't care if it's dressing up as Thanatos or Meg or something. <laughs> oh, but uh, but I, I would just love ways to and but the character designs in that game are so good and um and and they're so appealing to fans. Like like they're, the Hades fan art and cosplay out there is truly out of this world. I like I wish there were some costume options for Zagreus just to give you additional visual interest as you're going through the same four zones in in Hades over and over and over like like I I, like I I love that game dearly but I think like if a game could even even for basically a solo character RPG I I I wish that one had some costume changes I'm not sure exactly what I'm asking for here I'm, I'm not saying he has to dress up as Thanatos or Meg or I don't know put on a uh put on like a classic Greek white white tunic or toga kind of thing but I I don't know. I, I just wish there were more costume options in that game.
1: Yeah. It's, it's an absolutely phenomenal game. Um, and I, I think you actually hit the nail right on the head there because you do spend so much time with that game. If you want to see all the content that game has to, to offer you, you're going to be in there for a long time. And, Something to juice up the runs a little bit, just visually, would be really neat. Uh, It doesn't necessarily need it. The game is phenomenal regardless. (laughs) No, the
0: the game has scads of content and is rewarding at at multiple levels, but none of them are costume changes. And and, and you see so much of Zagreus from every angle. It's like, I'd like to see him in in some different clothes from every angle. Uh, uh, Jimmy, do you have an, an answer for an RPG that you wish had some more costumes in it? Probably not a specific game,
2: but I feel like with JRPGs especially that their DLC costume packs get a little tropey, and um, it like if they're really wanting to, especially get somebody like me to buy them, then you got to do better than here's some swimwear and here's some summer What I mean, what is summerwear anyway? But yeah, <laughs> that's usually what it always boils down to. Is I don't know why swimwear, summerwear, or like lounge
0: yeah, I get it. And we were extolling the virtues of the Tales of series not long ago. But, I mean, they're almost notorious for adding swimsuit DLC or a Hot Springs episode or a beach episode to most of those games after a certain point. And, and to the wit to, you know, by now I sort of roll my eyes at it, but it's practically an expectation now. And, I mean, geez, I didn't play a ton of Street Fighter V compared to four or six, but just the number of swimsuits you can put Chun Li and Cammy in is a little alarming. I, I think I think Chun Li and Cammy each get more than twenty costumes in Street Fighter V. But uh, I would love to spend some money on Street Fighter Six costumes. Capcom, tell us when Outfit Three is coming, please. It's, it's got to be coming eventually. I mean, they're They've, leaving money on the table every moment. We we know that it's happening. They've shown us, four, uh, I think, eight of the costumes now. One of them is Wedding Dress Marissa, and I already have my, like, $7 set aside for it. <laughs> that is absolute madness. I have not seen that yet. Uh, they previewed eight of the costumes. One of them is, like, Pajamas Jewelry, and one of them is uh, Wedding Dress Marissa. And I ate a lot of Chipotle burritos, in July and August to, to build up some Capcom dollars. So that they're already earmarked for wedding dress Marissa. I don't want to talk about how many burritos I ate during that promotion, but uh, don't mind me. One. I'm
1: just Googling this real quick in the middle I, of the podcast.
0: I, I, I have, I have enough uh, Chipotle money set aside to give me street fighter six uh, costume DLC for at least a year. But let's see. Um, I think I know this is a little bit of a, low effort podcast so we can all go back to playing spider-man 2 or or bloodborne or 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 something but i uh i i I do i do want to ask one last question uh to you guys i I mentioned earlier that that both of you are dads with 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 children um uh what's halloween like uh nowadays like like do, do your do your households get real crazy about uh of, of about your Halloween costumes, or are they more like throw on a different shirt and grab a pillowcase and and maximize their 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 candy uh their 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 candy per second. Um and and, and also, uh, have you managed to get any of your kids into RPG themed costumes?
2: Well, me and my kids love Costume Quest, which is a game that's all about costumes, um and Halloween. So how have we not talked Costume Quest yet? Yeah, isn't that yeah. literally, Isn't that literally a trick or treating RPG? <laughs> It is. And there are some really good ones in there. Specifically, the food-themed ones are my favorite. So, like, the first game you can dress up as, like, a box of french fries. And then the second game you can dress up as a hot dog. The second game is even better because there are, like, upgraded versions of each costume. So, when you upgrade the hot dog, you actually become a Chicago style. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's And it, affect, it affects your, um, your, like, special moves. um.
0: Like you're essentially,
2: <laughs> essentially you're spewing condiments all over the enemies. Is what you're doing, um, but my kid's really get a kick of that, just silliness and
0: uh, s- stuff like that. If you upgrade the French fries costume, does it turn into Aquatine Hunger Force DLC? Oh my, that would be amazing. <laughs> if it turned into Frylock, it's like, it's like oh, wow, that's weird. Then the the level five uh, French fries just grow a goatee. What's that about? <laughs> There
2: was a t- there was a time when I was younger that I I would have argued that Aqua Teen was like the peak of television, uh, but...
0: <laughs> I, I I had my um Adult Swim obsession phase alongside oh, for many, sure. a- alongside many others <laughs> my age <laughs> yeah. yeah um
2: but as far as like the real life trick or treating um they do have to get um well at least they try to get new costumes every year we don't go really crazy with it um we go pretty big with the decorating the house we've got the 12 foot skeleton out there and stuff oh that's um, amazing yeah but see when i was a kid my mom would actually like hand make my costumes um but we're not gonna do all that now uh, yeah. i'm too busy for that my mom actually i remember the first costume my mom made me was i was obsessed as a five-year-old with the original flash tv show oh <laughs> man yeah and she so she made me a flash costume based on based on the tv show um, the one from the nineties. That's literally. too yeah. cool. Yeah, um, but the good thing is, as I have four kids and they're all girls, so a lot of uh, Halloween costumes get recycled, um, <laughs> so <laughs> worn by two or three different ones. So, but this year they're all going Beetlejuice theme, which they also did last year. So they're all really into Beetlejuice, and Wednesday is huge
0: right now. Oh, you know, I bet it my is. Oh yeah, don't you know. doubt
2: that for a second
0: i i mean i I love the uh the Ad, the Adams family movies from the early nineties, so if there's an Adams family resurgence, I'm not against it oh me neither
2: i'm I'm with you there
0: I even kind of like adams family family reunion like it like it's not as good as the first two but i I can't say no to Tim Curry gomez adams even though it's <laughs> oh, yeah. it, he's not really like gomez Adams. it's more just Tim Curry being Tim Curry, but that's also the opposite it's of never a, a bad thing yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> right. it's the opposite of a problem. But uh, uh, Wes, um, what's Halloween like in your household with kids? It depends
1: on the year, because some years the kids see something, you know, at a spirit Halloween and oh, I want to dress up as Pikachu or uh, my son found a Minecraft costume this year that he was over the moon about. Um, But there have been a couple of years where their mom has made them homemade costumes that are absolutely too cool for words. Uh, The first one we we bought a morph suit and did a whole bunch of changes to it to make it into a Greninja costume. <laughs> uh, and then their mom dressed up as Misty and would, like, carry my daughter as Greninja around on her shoulder as her partner Pokemon. I <laughs> oh, bet your kids loved that. Oh, it was the best. We actually took those to Anime Iowa that year, our local anime convention, um, because we were ready well ahead of, you know, Halloween, so might as well take them for a test run, right?
0: Oh, man, I think I was around middle school at this time. So I, this was like right at the tail end of me um, of of me. Get, I, I promise that this story has relevance. Um, this is right at the tail end of me going out and doing trick or treating at all. But and, and I was never deep into costumes. I, I would scrounge something together, but I really was more about sprinting from house to house to get candy. Mm. But one year uh, uh, and but my sister was always much more um, into dressing up than I was. My, my sister was four years younger than me. And I think when I was around middle school and Mary was around fifth or sixth grade, uh, she and one of her friends dressed up as Jesse and James from the Pokemon anime. <laughs> and every time they knocked on the door, they did the entire the entire rhyme. Yeah, the the entire oh, wow. rhyme, um, and then would end it with uh, with trick or treat. And I was impressed. I have to admit, because uh, I'm not going to say the, the peak of my interest in Pokemon because I played a lot of Pokemon in uh, in 2023 already. But it was it was exactly it, it was incredible dedication to the bit. And the costume looked pretty good. My my sister was Jesse. Uh, and and uh, and James was also a girl, but one with one with shorter hair that was uh, easy to, you know, dye and manage a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: I still regularly rock an Ash Ketchum replica hat. So excellent. It's one of those low key things that you can just wear and have it look good exactly but you know if somebody notices that that's somebody you want to talk to
0: <laughs> yeah if if you got like a um like a gold silver protagonist hat maybe someone just passing you by in the street would make would mistake it for i don't know New Orleans Saints or Pittsburgh Steelers or something but if someone knew they they, they would give you like the 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 eye contact and the nod and it's like yep. oh yeah 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 you know I was going to say that's <laughs> the
2: most common it's somebody that's around my age and we make eye contact and they give you the nod just because yeah, they mm-hmm. know. Yep. Sometimes that's enough. That's the human connection that you need in
1: your life is just the knowing nod. <laughs> it's that you know those, that your people are
0: out there still. I-, I swear if I wear like one of my sort of nice shirts that I know like slims me down and has me looking pretty good, it- it's the uh, I- I'll get you know, I'll get maybe more than zero compliments on it during the workday. But if I wear some insane fandom thing like one of my Yakuza shirts or my uh, Guitaro man shirt or one of my pro wrestling shirts, I'll get more nods and smiles and compliments than than my absolute nicest, most expensive clothes. It's just, you know, you know, you know fans see it and you get the nod and it's worth it.
2: Yeah, the pro wrestling ones, uh, I'm I'm the one nodding at you. If I see, if I see. oh,
0: oh, 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 uh, oh you like this um, 2017 NXT Vaude Villains shirt that I got on? <laughs> oh my awesome. god, this is the right crew for this particular conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, and uh, t- oh god, one of my favorite ridiculous Halloween memories in pro wrestling. Were you around when the the uh, the, the new day dressed up as Gangrel, Edge, and Christian one year? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes that was uh, that was exactly the right people for exactly the right costume.
2: <laughs> They've done a lot of good costumes. They didn't they not do a Final Fantasy themed one one year? They, they did. did it was yeah, I thought, it was yeah, yeah, it was
0: it was Stormblood in twenty seventeen. They dressed up as I think it was um Samurai Red Mage. And, uh, uh, and 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 like monk or dancer because red mage was one of the new classes. Yeah, and I think Xavier was it, it, a red mage. It, it was right. It was red mage and samurai were the two new classes. So they so two of them dressed up as red mage and samurai, and that was also the WrestleMania that had the Hardy Boys come back for a oh, ladder match. Yeah. Oh, yep. the, the so that pop was a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That, that was, was like... when
2: Matt Hardy was at the height of his popularity. That's right. That that, <laughs> that, was, that, that that was that was broken Matt there.
0: That was broken Matt Hardy, and he he. I mean, <laughs> pe- people weren't even insulting him by calling him Fat Hardy anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I. I still. I still think that we can thank Matt Hardy pretty much exclusively for the, the, uh, the cinematic match. I mean. Would those be a those thing? Would, would we have got? Oh. Would we have got through the pandemic with pro wrestling if it wasn't for Matt Hardy
0: laying <laughs> the groundwork
2: for the cinematic match? I don't know.
0: Oh, maybe not. I, I mean, all, all the, uh, 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 I mean, I mean, uh, rest in peace, Mister Rotunda. But th- there was some experimental stuff they were doing with Bray Wyatt that I, I wish had caught on a little better. Uh, oh, I
2: agree with you there yeah but okay completely. okay, th-
0: but this is this is not a wrestling podcast trust me not yet. people that want people that want to hear a wrestling podcast have thousands to choose from out there if there's if there's one you know nerd sub genre that has too many podcasts it may <laughs> it may be wrestling and not video games oh yeah but, you do uh, see
2: quite a bit of video game signs in the wrestling crowds nowadays though it's you do cool. <laughs>
0: yeah I, I mean i i think there was even i i, re- I remember like when Oh god! I, I saw someone holding up a "push while Luigi" sign at a wrestling event.
1: <laughs> Whenever I see a legalized Mother Three, I, I know that my
0: people are out there still. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's try to bring this back to RPGs. I'm gonna end this episode um, with something that you will not usually hear from me, and that is a few minutes saying kind words about Kingdom Hearts. Um, I I famously disdain Kingdom Hearts in these podcasts. And we played Kingdom Hearts one for uh, uh, for an, two episodes some years ago, and and the the story the long and short of it ver- is that I played Kingdom Hearts one right when it came out twenty years ago, and I didn't like it. I didn't finish it, and I sort of thought just side eyed the series as being ridiculous and not Disney enough and not Final Fantasy enough. I, again, I was I was stupid. Um, and when I finally replayed Kingdom Hearts and finished it, I thought it was all right, but not, but sort of still not worth you know, playing a bunch more games in series. It's not a series I love. But one thing I do love about Kingdom Hearts is that when you get costume changes to Sora, Donald, and Goofy, as you traverse through the worlds, that is a level of visual interest that I think is so, so good. I am am more interested to play Kingdom Hearts 2, not because of its reputation as an excellent game, but because I've seen... What happens when you go to Pride Lands and Halloween Town and other and other worlds in Kingdom Hearts 2 and, and that makes me that much more interested in playing it so uh, yeah, that is my one minute saying nice things about Kingdom Hearts for all of 2023. I will see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that speaks
1: to like the topic as a whole as to how much. Visual changes like that can actually mean, and a lot of times we dismiss them as kind of frivolous, like, "Oh, who cares if the weapon changes how it looks? It doesn't affect the gameplay, but it affects the
0: experience." I mean, it's so it's so powerful. Even I, even I remember just seeing the weapon on your back change in like Dragon Quest Eight yeah. was was so huge for me. Like like, like maybe maybe it was that late PS One, early PS Two, like the like your Final Fantasy tens and uh, and Dragon Quest eights were just. Just seeing the cool new weapon manifest itself in battle more than just than just the flash of an attack, like you're playing Final Fantasy Four, is, is is a level of visual interest that was so huge that it still makes me excited to put on new armor and new, and equip new weapons. Um, every time I, I play a game, every time I play a new game, like I like whenever I whenever I'm playing a game in the 2020s, and that doesn't happen, I'm I'm disappointed and maybe even a little upset. I will actively look up before buying a game <laughs> whether or not the weapon changes.
1: That's that's where where my level is. Um, it won't necessarily stop me from playing a game that I'm really interested in, but it will propel a game that I'm mildly interested in to something that, okay, I kind of want to give this a shot now because uh, like Legend uh, Legend of Nayuta recently, um, every piece of equipment you have reflects on your character there and it's this really cute art style and it's this really nice... Um, Almost watercolor look to all of the textures, and the fact that all of your equipment changes how you look like pulled me in more than, more than I'm comfortable talking
0: about. <laughs> and I mean, I think it's a, sim- a similar thing with job changes. Like it's so cool when you change jobs in a video game and you have a new costume to play to play in. Yes. Like I played Bravely Default Two a couple years ago. Like I was collecting dress-up dolls (laughs) and every time i got a new job i would i would switch everyone to the job to see how it looked and i would have the person the first person main that job be the costume i liked the best or maybe the last person that hadn't changed jobs in a while and like even just looking at the floral patterned monk outfits in that game got me more excited to get to the next job and i mean i've watched trailers for Uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth a frankly irresponsible number of times over the past few weeks. And just seeing what the costumes look like for Samurai and Aquanaut and Geodancer and the ridiculous jobs in that game have (laughs) me more and more hyped to play that game. And and, and again, I'm not making those jobs up. Or or when I said linebacker earlier, that game is going to be a feast for people that like playing RPG dress-up dolls as much as I do. But if I'm talking about dress-up dolls, or saying nice things about Kingdom Hearts, you know it is it is time to end the episode. Um, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this uh, uh, somewhat low-rent, somewhat uh, s- somewhat off-the-cuff retro encounter. We just wanted to talk about RPG costumes we love, and I think we succeeded in doing that. And thank you so much, uh, Jimmy and Wes, for joining me and uh, telling me a little bit about dressing up your kids for Halloween, because, I mean, tis the season for that, isn't it? Sure is. Absolutely. But listeners, um, uh, Halloween is coming, but by the next time you're listening to us on Retro Encounter, Halloween will be over, so we'll be moving on to other topics. Um, the next of those topics is a side characters episode where we talk about our favorite supporting characters in RPGs that we think are good enough to carry their own, uh, to carry their own game or at least deserve to be seen more. Um, and following that, we're doing an episode on fan translations, and I uh, haven't really been involved in planning that episode, but maybe some... Maybe some Tales of might show up in there. Maybe some Seiken Nensetsu 3 might show up in there. I don't know. But uh, an episode about crucial fan translations. And But most importantly... Uh, And maybe we should have made this game for October because it's a little Halloween-y on its own. We're doing two episodes on Bloodborne. It's our first time covering a From Software RPG on Retro Encounter. And I know from the uh, Slack chats I've been having about that game that the people on that episode are real pumped to talk about that video game. So please look forward to fan translations, side characters, and Bloodborne coming in November. Um, If you want to reach out to us as a podcast, whether it's about Bloodborne or fan translations or RPG costumes, or bugging me to play Kingdom Hearts 2, the best way to do so is to email retro at rpgfan.com. RPG Fan also has two other fine podcasts, Random encounter every two weeks about randomness and what games we're playing and rhythm encounter also every two weeks about RPG music and rhythmness. You can um, rate random encounter, rhythm encounter and retro encounter on Apple podcasts, Google play Spotify. However you prefer to give feedback. We love feedback, especially when it's five out of five stars, but RPG is fan is more than just podcasts. Uh, We can be found on rpgfan.com proper, as well as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, discord, YouTube, Twitch, uh, threads, a bunch of different places on the internet, always called either RPG fan or RPG fan Com. And also there's an, there's an apparel store, rpgfancom slash shop, where you can get baby onesies, shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and a bunch of things emblazoned with the RPG fan, Emerald shield. Please support RPG fan. However you choose, whether it's listening to podcasts, reading articles or buying baby onesies, but uh Jimmy and Wes, before we sign off, tell me about one costume that you wore for halloween as a kid it does not need to be related to rpgs uh but it, uh, so uh wes how can people find you and what and what's uh, one costume from halloween's past my uh
1: my favorite costume from halloween's past was a vampire costume that i i got i kind of got various different pieces from it from different places and actually used some temporary hair dye to dye my hair black I wore that to one of my mom's jobs at the time, which was a bingo collar where they were having a costume contest, and won $200, which was a veritable treasure chest for someone in the single-digit age range at that point. Um, Probably blew it all on video games, because... How many
0: Game Boy games games does $200 get you in 1994?
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um... But as for finding me, you can find me on Twitter at Wes Iliff, and on Blue Sky at LoneWeasel.Bisky.Social.
0: Yes. So, Jimmy, uh, what's one costume of Halloween's past and how can listeners find you?
2: Uh, they can find me most easily um, hanging on, on the RPG Fan Discord server as TurnerBasedXP. Um, and for um costumes I wore as a kid um I already mentioned the flash costume my mom made me um (laughs) but the the one costume that was the biggest hit of all and here's a little idea for somebody that's looking for an easy costume for Halloween if you've ever seen it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown special you take a sheet and you just put holes all over that sheet because if you remember from that that was Charlie Brown's costume because he had a little trouble with the scissors and I never got so many compliments on that costume as I got um, that Halloween.
0: Yeah, you, you got to keep your audience in mind and a lo- and amazing. probably a, a, a lot of parent age people giving out candy will definitely know that special better than, say, a Minecraft character nowadays and uh, uh, listeners, uh, you probably know how to find me by now. I am at the Real on Twitter most of the time. At evoke for dogs on Instagram and Bisky and Blue Sky, and on RPG fans Discord, I am Monsoon Mike. So, let's see. You know, I did do a group costume with my sister once, um, where I was a, a vampire, probably not as good looking as your as your vampire Wes, and she was uh, Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. But at the last moment, I convinced her to put two red marks on her neck. So it looked like I, I, as a vampire, had uh, turned Dorothy Gale from *The Wizard of Oz*. I, I thought it was hilarious, and, and I think, and even though I was very young at the time, and at least a couple adults giving out candy noticed too. But listeners, uh, well, I hope you have a happy Halloween. Thank you. Good night and good luck.